Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Learn how to write stellar stories at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join us online for The Right Stuff. Creating picture books that are out of this world with superstar speakers Kate DiCamillo and the Fan Brothers. Plus, enjoy workshops, agent and editor panels, and more on October 8th, 2022. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register today. Do you need help getting unstuck with your writing? Kirstie Call is a therapist-trained life coach who will help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page. Visit kirstiencall.com to register for a free consultation today. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com to register today. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Remember what it was like when you became a parent for the first time? Well, yes. Honestly, I try not to. It was such a stressful and exhausting time. Uh, but of course, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I, I love my babies who are not babies anymore. They're all growing up so fast. Agreed. But yes, Agreed. I. I definitely remember that time period. Uh, I think becoming a parent is both stressful. And euphoric. You get both points. Yes. And somehow mm-hmm. my babies aren't babies anymore either. It happened so fast. But today we are talking about I Am a Baby by Bob Shea. And Bob's signature humor and heart makes this book resonate with people of all ages. I mean, it is brilliant. 
It really is brilliant. We're excited to chat with Bob and book designer and art director Pam Consolazio about this very relatable, very funny book. Let's talk. We know every parent is going to strongly connect with this book and kids are going to find it so funny. They're just going to love it too. Where did you get the idea for this story? From thinking back on my wife and I, our, our experience with our son, we have one son who's actually, we're bringing him to college at the end of the week. Wow. <laughs> it's very exciting. And just thinking about that time in our lives and how upside down it was and how you're in this little time capsule that everybody gets put in who has baby ever and what that experience is and how the only one in the relationship who has no problem with it is the baby. They do everything right. <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, they are 100% on what they're supposed to do. And the parents are always rushing to figure it out. And everything's great for the baby. It's oh yeah. Great. It's, it's nothing better. <laughs> So innocent and oblivious. I love it. So (laughs) Pam, we interviewed you before for Jabari Tries with Gaia Carnwall. You were the art director on that book. And how does that job differ from this one? That's such a great question. We all know that each book we work on is unique and either with its content or the challenges or any number of things, even for the medium of the book how it might've been created, mm-hmm. the paper it's printed on, or the illustrator's working style in general, how we communicate, how we work together. So all of those things were different for these books. And so I think that when you really start to pull it all together, it's like puzzle pieces. And then you realize, oh, if the palette looks like this, or the artwork might need to be stronger, if we're gonna use it on uncoated paper, which we did with I'm a Baby. So that mm-hmm. was one of the things that were different in that the ink will soak in a little bit more. So you might want the palette to be slightly brighter or some of your subtle shades will fall off if you're not careful. So those are all the things we look at as art directors to make sure that as Bob is working, I'm saying, okay, we might need to brighten this or we might need to head down this road if we want to print it on this type of paper or the size of the book really too, because this is the type of book that we wanted to have a child nestle in the lap of a parent or possibly a sibling and read together yes. and that might be because older siblings can really bring about those. Oh, I remember when you were tiny, this book had a lot of appeal in many different ways. Definitely. Pam, you were the art director on this book or the book designer, or is that the same thing or? For this, it was exactly the same thing. Okay. Uh, and then as an art director, so that's essentially my title. But I also work with another art director because no one really should work in a vacuum. And partially, (laughs) one wonderful thing about Candlewick is how collaborative we are. So we all really do pull together and we all have to have people to bounce ideas off of and talk to other colleagues about, oh, I'm thinking about making this change. What does this look like? Sometimes you get really close to a project and you need to make sure that while you're communicating with your artist or your your editor, but you also need another design person. I love that picture books are so collaborative. It's such yes. a collaborative art form. On every stage. need each other in order to make it as good as it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, as an author illustrator, what typically comes first for you? Is it the words or is it the art? With me, it's a 
combination of both things. I might have an idea for a story that I just jot down real quick and dash off a couple little sketches to see if I can pull it off. Or I might have a character. But sometimes if it's both the same track, my notebook looks like some drawings and then some writing. And I write it out all longhand first. Like recently, I, I drew a character, mm. a little turtle in a bear suit. So he's got a giant bear head, oh, turtle head is in the middle. <laughs> I actually wrote a story, but for two years, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I kept drawing them. I kept drawing them. So it's nice because it's a mix of things because you can experiment with everything. Even if you just want to, sometimes I just write the story and I don't do the illustration. And I really, mm -hmm. as hard as I can to not think of visuals because I don't want to influence the eventual illustrator too much and be like, well, I think the giant head on the turtle should be this way. I want to let them do what they want. So it, it really depends. It's all a big soup. <laughs> How do you decide which books you don't want to illustrate? Because who wet my pants? That book is hysterical, but you didn't illustrate that one. So how do you decide? That. So that one, my, my background is also art direction. So I know when not every illustrator is appropriate for every project and I wasn't appropriate for that. So who wet my pants is a bear who's in like a scout group. And he obviously has <laughs> wet his pants as a giant so pea stain on his uniform. And, <laughs> and I knew that had I drawn it, my style is more juvenile or cartoony. And it would have been dismissed as a sort of, I was worried it was going to be dismissed as a potty book. Zach O'Hara, who's okay. a friend of mine, his art has more weight to it. And it, the characters feel real and the settings are more fully imagined and fully developed. So by putting the story in that situation, it gave it more gravitas. When the Yeah, I think that's passed. true. And it takes a lot of humility and self-awareness to decide, I'm not the right person for this book. I want to acknowledge you for that. That's amazing. Thank you. It's also so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you spun that to humility. That book's coming out all right. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of the art, Pam, what is the first thing you do as a book designer when you take on a project? First thing I do is read through the manuscript many times. Then we start with a book map and just make sure that it has the right sense and the right flow because it's such a fluid process at that point. And then we're always pulling Bob back in and asking, is this the right flow? Does this make sense? Is this okay to do? Because no one ever says, we're going to do it this way. It has to be, like we said, this fluid process where we're collaborating together and maybe one idea might spur a new idea and something else to talk about and have a longer conversation about what might have been so simple when you first wrote it, but <laughs> you never know right. the things that come up. And then we start our pages and then we move from there. And the after would be like the true design work where you're looking at fonts and you're starting that process. So the art direction part for me is separate in a way because that's where I really delve into communicating with artists and talking about the big picture items. What is the motivation of the first person in the story? Why would someone want to turn the pages in this book? Very important <laughs> question. <laughs> it's not always true, but for picture books in particular, it's a supportive role. It's almost like when you're on a stage and you're the, the tech crew. It's supposed to make mm -hmm. everybody else shine. 
Bob, can you give us a look into your writing and illustration process for this book? This was interesting in that it started out so differently than it ended up, like a lot. And for the better, thanks to Pam and Kaylin. <laughs> originally, I had it as a family of seals. So it was a little baby seal. Oh. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. And then <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't have that simple rhythm that it has Mommy is sleepy. Mommy is sleepy because I am a baby. It had one, maybe one or two stanzas like that. And then it went in other directions and expressed that idea in different ways. And Pam and Kaylin were like, what if you just did this the whole way through? What a good idea. It was a great <laughs> idea. And at first I was like, you want, they said, what if we make them people? And I was like, no, because people are super hard to draw <laughs> and it's going to be hard. It's you outside hard. your comfort zone. No, I was like, oh, Love it. man, this is hard. <laughs> no, it was great. And then I'll tell you, now that I've done that, the reaction has been amazing. I'm hearing from people that I don't hear from that much. And they're like, holy cow, we got this book. And it's very relatable. Making them people made the experience very relatable. And it's yes. just a shared experience of having a, of what your life is like when you first have a baby. It's just completely universal. And had I made it animals, it would have been a, once removed from that. And it was the right thing to do. In this case, there were a lot of changes along the way that just made it perfect. So Pam, what were some of the design decisions that you suggested as the book came together? I think some of the main ones were page turns, really trying to get that pacing so that it, every single uh, like important part, the real like good hitting page turns, make sure they hit right at the right spot because it was part of what carried the story and kept the impact and kept you coming along because as you're reading, you're learning about all the silly things. If you're reading it as a parent, you're thinking, oh yeah, been there, done that. And then if yes. you're a, like a sibling saying, you're like, oh, I totally remember that mess we made when we X, Y, Z or whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was really important. And I think I mentioned before the compact size of the book and not having a jacket on it was so that yeah. it was like immediately grabbable off the shelf and partial to jackets. I love them. It's a beautiful design experience. We can work on them. But there is something to be said for little ones who go up to a bookcase, a little toddler or someone, and they're just starting to figure out the process and they rip it off the shelf and then the jacket goes mm -hmm. flying and you want to make it so that it's easier for them to access those books. Because I do feel like this is one that a little one might come back to time and time again. That And so I, I think that the size of the book, the pacing of the book, the pacing of the laughs, really, almost like a comedy mm -hmm. show in a way, was really important. Mm -hmm. Those were some of the decisions that we made early on. And in our conversations back and forth with Bob, it was almost like the question and answer, right? Your opposite pages. And what we really wanted to do was turn it. So you had to physically turn the page to get that impact. That was one of the biggest changes in the beginning. Also, it was your idea to do a larger illustration and then the spot illustration on the right hand page, which I thought was like, was great because it really set it up and focused in the spot illustration, focused on the baby and what the baby was doing. And then it opened up into the larger answer. That was a really good idea. Yeah. That was a really good design idea. Yeah. 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 Like to bring you into their environment was our thought process is like, this is their home. And then this is the moment and trying to have those offsetting each other because two full bleeds across from each other don't really work because if you have to see the character twice, it's, it's really hard for kids to follow that. True. Um, mm -hmm. Making sure that if we did the pacing this way, that those things would work. Yeah. So smart. Bob, you are just 
so great at creating these hilarious stories that kids and adults love. The adult humor that you managed to get into your books, like the Mommy is Thirsty page, <laughs> is one of my favorites in this particular book. But you do such a great job getting that adult humor in that, and kids are going to find the book hilarious. How do you do that? What kind of tips can you give to the listeners that want to do the same thing in their books? I have to thank Kaylin and Pam for that too, because I was like, a lot of times I put stuff in, I'm like, yeah, this is getting cut. <laughs> I leave it in because you, I don't do this anymore, but I used to put in things that were so far out there that I was like, then they'll let me do a medium thing that otherwise wouldn't have been acceptable. Like it's so far out that I don't do that anymore though. You just have to do things that you think would be funny. You can't do what you hope would be funny. You have to do things that you're like, yeah, that made me laugh or that made my friends laugh and then add it in. I think people are reluctant to put that stuff in there, but as long as it's not self-indulgent and it does fit with the story and it makes sense to put it in there, then it's fair game. Parents are reading these books with kids. It's a shared experience and you want them to enjoy it. I don't want them to roll their eyes when they hand them a Bob Shea book. I want to be like, yeah, okay, we can do this one. <laughs> Some stuff in there is going to yes. make me laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've succeeded love it. for sure. Yes, we yes. love your books. We are huge fans. Thanks and so much. we are now to the last question, actually. And so, Pam, we're going to ask you first. When someone reads I Am a Baby, what do you hope they feel or learn? The first time I read the manuscript, it was something that I could connect with as a parent. And so, I, for me, I felt like this is something that should be out in the world because you need to know that you're not alone. <laughs> This was one of the books that I worked on at home during the pandemic. So we were not going into the office and trying to search out ways of being more collaborative and doing all of those things, which I think we did really successfully. I feel like my son was here so he could see when I was working on the book. And I really loved how funny he thought it was and how much he was like, that's funny. And like babies do things like that. And he doesn't have a sibling to experience that with. So he was thinking about himself, which was really cool to just have that moment but I could see how siblings could read it to each other. And just as a family, you can look back on that time frame and know that so many other people have been through this. And so many, and every baby's different and they all have their different baby ways. As a parent, you can be part of that community in a way. So true. I love yes. that. So true. How about you, Bob? When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope that they can relate to the experience because it, it is true. It's the, the most universal experience that you go through as individuals. My wife says if someone told her how hard it would be to have a kid, like if you just had all the hard things all at once as one package, you'd be like, I'm not doing that in a million years. <laughs> Sounds awful. But it's not. Right. But the experience is great. It's so great. And all the bad things, quote unquote, like they come one at a time and you deal with them and they're fine. And I hope you see this book and you realize, yeah, that was really hard, but you can laugh at it too. A big thank you to Bob and Pam for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for I Am a Baby. Check out the show notes to learn more about Bob and his other hilarious books. If you love the show, please consider supporting us through Patreon so we can continue to bring you these interviews and more. Link is in the show notes. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! 
Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.